0: This is, ETT Explore, a table talk show.
1: Expounding biblical truth. Join anywhere in the world.
0: God bless you.
1: Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of ETC Explore. My name is Lillian Ela, the host of this show and I'm here to dive into a thought-provoking topic today that is both it's um, it's both timeless and also relevant in our world. The topic is Dressing Modestly in a Stylish Way. And so now we are are about to embark on a journey of an insightful discussion. You know, getting fresh perspectives that will challenge our motives, that will challenge our notions of fashion as well as self expression so get comfortable and um let's explore the world of fashion let's um talk about cow together as we um as we discuss today so but before we dive into our conversation about dressing modestly in a stylish way let's take a moment of let's pray together let's take a moment to pray together our father and heaven, we we come together in this space with an open heart with an open mind we seek your guidance and we ask that you're going to help us understand this subject as we as we explore in jesus name <laughs> all right on today's show we have two guests, guests in army who will help us with this topic today. And I uh, will introduce them one after the other. The first guest is Ayomi Koloadenga. She's the the CEO of a fashion brand um called GNG Suit that's godly and gorgeous. And She's the executive director of Engaging the Truth Team. She skillfully balances passion and significance in today's society, designing clothing to a brand. So I want to welcome you, Miss um, Ayomi Kone as you join us on today's show. Thank you, Ma. All right. Our second guest is the forward-thinking founder and the team lead of Engaging the Truth Team. As a committed Christian apologist, he, he, he ardently promotes conveying the steadfast affection and as well as the deep teachings of Jesus Christ. So prepare to acquire enlightening viewpoints that will kindle your faith today and prompt new ways of thinking. I want to welcome tonight Caleb Dejo. You're welcome, sir.
0: Thank you, ma'am good evening everyone.
1: Yeah, good evening. All right. I've mentioned the topic dressing modestly in a fashion way. Now dressing is one important subject in our society today. A very, very important subject and we have the, the uh, principles in the Bible, as Christians, principles in the Bible that guide us not only in dressing, but in other choices that we make, in other decisions that we make. So, of course, we are going to be looking at this topic from a Christian perspective, combining the modesty in dressing with our own style. You know, with your style, unique style as a person, um, expressing your value, expressing godliness, expressing the Christ-like um, attribute that we should show to the world. So I'm going to start um, the conversation with our guest today and they're going to give us their point of view about those topics. teaching us, expressing to us the basic things that we should know as Christians to help us live um, to please God in this particular aspect. And so the first person I'm going to call on tonight is Mulua Benga. Yes, I want to ask that how can we we define the concept of modesty in fashion as we we try to want to, to want to, to be want to be relevant okay of course want to be relevant as a person and in such a way that it will be empowering for people of all ages of course across the ages dressing tends to um, tends to be different you know the way the older generation dresses, Compared to the way the mid generation, the younger generation, and all of that. But how can we just redefine this concept of dressing in a way that it will be relevant across all ages and also empowers people across all ages? Over to you, Ma. All right. Um, thank you once again, um, our host. Um, and oh, I, I am privileged to be here. Um, I find it a privilege, sincerely. <laughs> to be here on this, um, on this show talking about a very cogent and sensitive issue as fashion. Because fashion is something that you can't just... um You, you can't just want to come up from nowhere and begin to say your own ideas. Yeah. Fashion has been existing mm. since like 1829. That's such... How many years ago now? Many years ago. And then, uh, in fact, fashion has been existing from Adam and Eve when they designed... an apron with fig tree and fig leaves and all so um, but to make sure that fashion is that the concept of fashion, the concept of godly fashion is constant through the ages I think um, the thing is when we go from a generation to another generation you see that um, a lot of things change um, improvement comes um, style comes, you know, style, this style, that style and um, you see that um should i say civilization brings some things and the way the, the bible says knowledge will increase right then uh, before people were not for example this corset design it was it was before it was it has been existing um since the days of the queens of england and you know the early royal um um kind of lineage people dressing that but it was not this it was not this common and it was not this um explosive. like it was not exposing um it was not disrevealing revealing uh-huh, no. but people came mm-hmm. up with the with in fact people that designed corsets for example they are intelligent people i must give it to them um mm-hmm. the process of sewing a corset gown is or a corset dress is not is not small mm-hmm. it's not Any corset, corset, um, the the yeah right? it, it has when yeah, existing things right for uh, but, but these new designs that they bring out now that is more revealing oh my god the, the, the designs are, are, are top-notch i must give it to them <laughs> the, the, the type of um, instruments they use um the fish bones and all and then you would see that over the years things keep improving should i say improving or changing things keep evolving that's the word but how do we have a um, as a Christian and as someone that is heavenly minded, how do we have like a, 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 a place where we can say okay this is, this is just the standard I think the place is in fact I know that the place is the world because the world is changing, the Bible says and tells me that the fashion of this world passed away, what it means is that what people are wearing and crazy about this, um, in this my generation, in the next 20 hundred years, people are not as crazy about it, they would have revamped it into something else so what is that thing that we can say? Okay, this is the standard throughout all generations. This is the this is what we can what we can hold on to. It is what God says about fashion. It's not what one um, fashion designer says about fashion. It's not what um, how, how will I put it now? It's not what one person came out and said this is how fashion should be. So um, to make sure that we have a standard, in fact, even throughout throughout culture. You know, culture also determines the fashion um, even through the culture we have in the world right now um, the one standard that we can hold on to is what God says about fashion and it, it has not changed no matter the style you know style can be in different ways I you know when the, when you were talking the other time you talked about people may have their own personal style yeah there are different type of styles gothic classic business cultural different type of style and we, regardless of the style there is the word of God is the same you know, you can have different styles, but the principle is still the same. The principle of dressing before God is still the same, which is modesty, which is what we're going to discuss today. So that that's Sigma. Yes. Um I'm not sure if, um where I I was muted, but um thank you so much, Miss AY, for that. You mentioned about um, the culture the fact that um we can have different culture we can have different personal style but then the ultimate is the word of god the ultimate is the principles that we have in the bible and of course it should be the basic um the basic thing even in other aspects of of our lives thank you so much for that so we're going to go over to the second speaker so i want to ask you that how do you address the concerns that some christians have about external appearances and their impact on the inner character you know we have external appearances we have the um uh, the expression how we express the um you know the character you know the inherent ability of god in know as Christians, our values, the godliness that we possess of God. How do we address this particular concern of Christians about external appearances and the impact in the inner character? You know several people have different notions about this. Some people believe that as Christians, your inner character will show how you appear. While well, some people believe that there is no coherence, Like you might be a christian inward but it doesn't really affect or there, there's no impact on how you you dress outwards. there's no there shouldn't be like any coherence in as much as you're a christian you are christian at heart it's there, sh- there shouldn't be any correlation correlating appearances correlating distressing with your inner character so, so i want to ask you how you address this particular concern
0: um, thank you very much for the privilege, um, our host. And for those listening, too, I want to thank God for the privilege to address us on this important subject. Um, how do we correlate the notion of outward appearance, inward appearance, and all, inward, you know, comportment, inward, and all that? Um, I'm going to pick um, an example from the book of 1st Samuel, chapter 16, verse 17. I'm not going to read the text, but that is the passage that talks about that when Samuel went to the house of Jesse to um, anoint the king, and then he was looking at Eliab, and God told him, look not on his countenance, for God does not look at the outward, and most Christians use that, they pick that verse as a yardstick oh. to justify, you know, what you've said, that it is not the outward that matters, it is the inward that matters. First of all, I quoted that verse because I wanted to debunk something. But when I dug deep and I made some findings, I discovered that the language used in KJV about countenance there does not mean dress countenance means facial expression. How the person smiles, Mm. how the person frowns. It has nothing to do with dressing outside. The the, the police did not say, you know, um, look not on the dressing. No, the police said look not on the countenance. There's a difference between countenance and dressing. Your countenance is your facial expression. Your dressing is what you wear, what you put on your body. So first of all, that place has nothing to do with that. Now, but the truth of the matter is this people say another the people used to, to judge they say don't judge the book by the cover you know that is, the mm-hmm. cover might not be good and then the content is good and then some say, some others say oh the content the cover might be be very beautiful but the content is just nothing to write about but the truth of the Bible stands the scriptures has some very interesting correlations that quickly answers this concern I'm going to quote a few verses and then you'll see the correlation number one Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. Fruits meaning what they produce, you shall know them. Oh. Now, that is outward, right? That is, fruit is visible. Everybody can see fruits. But then, oh. the scriptures also say that it is not possible for us to reap evil fruit on a good tree. Oh. Which correlates to the inward. And so, and even scientifically, you cannot have fruits without a tree. You cannot have a tree without what is inside the tree. So what uh. kind of seed you plant will determine what kind of tree will grow and will determine what kind of content it is and will determine eventually what kind of outward it is. So uh. you cannot totally rule out and say, oh, not at all. Inward does not matter. Only outward matters. It's not possible because it's like you're saying that... What you have on the inside doesn't matter. Another verse of the scripture for you to consider is the one that says that out of the abundance of the heart, the oh, mouth the speaks. Heart. The heart speaks. So, you know, out of the abundance of what you carry, who you are, you speak. And I'm going to wrap up that aspect with this. People also have this very common notion that they say they say when you when people push you and push you to the to a, to a point that you you, are, you you what is inside of you will come out. He said, "When they yeah. push you to the to, against the wall, it will show what kind of thing you, you carry, yeah. and that is the truth of the matter. Yeah. What you are made up of will definitely reflect in the things that people see on the outside. It yeah. is not possible for you to rule it out. I've given different, adi- I mean, different illustrations: the fruit, the tree, and all that. And these are things that are not only backed up by Bible, but also backed up by science and odd and you know different other notions. You cannot completely." Rule it out. There is the place of what you carry on the inside, and then what Mm. you produce on the outside. I stop there.
1: Mm. Mm. Wow, you just gave us some very very powerful Bible scriptures. Like those are very very powerful, and mm, yeah, by their fruit you shall know them. And um, I like that illustration that you made about the fact that what the seed that is planted in you determines the tree that comes up, as well as the fruit that that tree we eventually produce. It's very, very important. What we consume, what we allow into our heart. You know, the Bible says that um, words are like seeds. So what, even beyond words, what we allow into our mind, the thoughts we we allow, we give expression, we, are, we allow to, to be expressed in our mind, becoming who we become, the personality, the our identity, what we eventually um, become, and it's true that the 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 heart is so powerful such that it is the abundance of what we have in our in our heart. You know, our conversations we show it. Our conversations we show it. Our dressing, our perspectives, our identity who we become we show it thank you so much for that uh, that was really insightful all right so miss ey back to you I want to um ask you for practical tips for putting together outfits that are both modest and stylish for different occasions you Now as the CEO of your fashion brand, we know that you're a very, an expert in this area. So we wanted to give us practical tips for putting together outfits that are both modest, of course, and stylish for different occasions as Christians, of course, from the Christian perspective, as a Christian, um, whether a, a man or a woman, what are the tips I should consider when I'm, I'm trying to put together um, a, a style for a particular occasion? Of course, what's the to my own identity as a Christian? All right. Um, the thing about having a whole style is that I know a lot of people can be very fun and they call themselves Christian, right? But um, they can come up with this and say, ah, this is my style. Maybe you see the person wearing a mini skirt. I'll be giving practical examples actually. <laughs> so I'm okay. not in, I don't support minister because Christ does not support it. Um exposing this there's, there's a particular verse. I'm sorry, I'm fine now I'll just I'll, um, come up with it. The particular verse in the old testament and the because that describes nakedness starting from the tie downward, like tie tie upward. So mm. if your tie can be seen as a lady uh i don't think in fact it was even talking about the priesthood generally so whether you are a a man or if a a a a female so um the thing is people can say this is my style but um the truth is when we have the holy spirit in us we are directed by the holy spirit Mm -hmm. i have seen in time without the number i i that sometimes i write fashion um content on my on my facebook account and um, on my facebook page And there was a time I wrote, um, Holy Spirit, my, my fashion, my fashion director or something like that, my fashion mister or something like that. Now, uh, when I was, when, um, I was by God's grace, when I was, uh, just developing in the faith, I, I think I even wrote this story on Facebook. When I was developing in the faith, there was this very fine pink skirt that I would have loved to wear it was just that it was too short like the tailor I was not the one that made it I was too busy to make my dress at that time so I gave it to a tailor and um, the person made it and it was too short and I was wondering why the person would make it for me like that because definitely when I walked into your into your shop or your workspace I was not looking like someone that could wear that kind of thing but the person made it too short and I thought about the money I used to make it and the fact that it was the pink skirt pink was my favorite color, my best color at that time So I was like, no, I want to wear this skirt. But anytime I want to wear it, this will not allow me. I will just keep feeling this. No, you can't wear that outside. No, not not where your body is my temple. I can't allow you to go outside like that. So there was one day I was doing one orikokun. Like I was doing one stubborn day for Jesus. And then I wore that skirt. Um, I was going for lectures then. I was in my final final year, and the whisper was like, "You will not go out in this skirt." I was like, "Watch me go out in it." I was so small, just a little short, you know, just about um two to three inches. Oh come on, people wear these things. And then I stood at the roadside for minutes, and I was running late for lectures, and there was no bus. There was no bus coming, <laughs> and I kept like, "God, please just allow me to go." I was running late. I could not track so I until I went back to change before I got a boss daddy because right. it was like God was like, no, this is your buddy. <laughs> it is me so that wants it. I cannot allow you to be doing anything on it. So the, the thing is if we can be more, if we can listen to the spirit of God is a, I have seen God direct me to styles that I never thought would fit and and then i'll go out and people like wow i love your style i love your your fashion combination i love the color combo there are some there's some tops and skirts i have in my wardrobe that i would never know that they could go together until i just sit in the like go just say use this one take this one and this one together use this shoe on it take this particular bag and then i'm good to go and i'm like wow i must confess to you before i before i started enjoying the new life in christ i did not have this type of fashion sense, this glorious and gorgeous fashion sense that everywhere I go to people are like, oh my God, you look so nice. I was always looking, I tried it, I was looking shabby, I was looking, you could say it was trendy, but it was not, it was not fine. The the beauty was not there, the glory was not there. So I recommend that one of the practical ways to actually uh, be modest in our dressing is to involve the Holy Spirit every time you want to dress. God, should I take this particular top on this particular skirt? Should I wear this particular jean trouser on this particular um, 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 blouse? And things like that. And you would see God coming through for you in beautiful ways. Another thing we can do is to also follow people that know road. A lot of people in our generation are following... Permit me to mention names. Are following people like Beyoncé. Are following people like... Um, um, um Shakira. Now can you just imagine you are learning your fashion from 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 celebrities of Nollywood from, from, from celebrities of football. You know, people some people even talking about tattoos and all oh, it's still part of fashion, right? People think it is fashion. And where do they get them from? They get them from football stars. Your style is a fashion. And they get them from people that they see on the screen. So one of wow. the practical ways to um, to actually dress um like a kingdom woman, a God's kingdom woman, is to follow those that are already dressing like godly people. Is to follow those people. Don't go. I, there are many examples nowadays in the in the on Instagram. You go on Instagram, you see godly celebrities dressing beautifully. Uh, but I don't want to mention some people. But I, I, if you if you see them, you will know them. Just like uh, my my other speaker said, he was saying things like, by I thought you know them. If you see somebody that is dressing nice, that is dressing godly, ah, that is the, that when you see the person, the person is giving out the glory of God. I don't think you need any angel from heaven to come and say this person is actually dressing nice. So you will see it. The glory will be there. The 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 will still be there. So um, my advice to people is to to consciously watch the people they watch like to be careful of the people they watch because the more you st- start seeing somebody that is that that does not care about a plunge v blouse that is um a, a deep cut um um blouse um you know would you would also think there's nothing wrong in it by the time you see somebody wearing a crazy gym you will also say after you follow the person for six months you say there's no there's no problem So we should be very careful about those that we follow in fashion because fashion is an expression it's an expression Uh, of of who you are inside yes Uh, it it is actually going to tell us your kind of relationship your spiritual status if you are uh, wearing rags in the spirit i tell you you'll be wearing rags also physically uh you can't wear an armor the old armor of god in the spirit and you are dressing like a madman who does not mind to be naked on the street so um we should be very careful about these things those are the practical things that i can come up with for now more. thank you thank you so much that was deep <laughs> yeah um before i i give a comment let's hear from our uh, other speaker what do you have to say about this sir um
0: thank you very much for this um Um, Our speaker that spoke right now has nailed a lot of things on the head um, expressly. I just wanted to add a few thoughts to it, that there is a starting point of Christianity. Uh, If you jump class, it will show in the compartments of your life. There are so many people that they have jumped the class of salvation and sanctification. Many of us don't accept these things because we live in it with an age where it's just a matter of jamboree and no quality content on the inside. You see, mm-hmm. when you are truly saved and sanctified, but let me, let me use another word for sanctification and call it brokenness. What sanctification does is to Literally, in two words, kill you. You become not yourself anymore. Some days ago, um, some of our leaders here that know, I had some very serious situations to handle, personally. And it got to a point, a question came to my mind, that why are you still going to continue with the Lord? Why well, are you seeking to, to hold on with the Lord? You know, with this. You know, personally, I it, it's very difficult for me to still cry. <laughs> but then while I was in that state, you know, the only answer that I could say was that the only reason I can continue, the only reason I can think of is just to tell that thought that I can't leave the Lord. And why? I love the Lord. And I don't know how to put it. There is no reason. It's not because maybe, oh, he's a powerful God. He's Almighty father. It's just because I love the Lord. When you get to a point when yourself is broken, your ambition is broken, your own um, interest is broken, it becomes easy for you to let go of things that are important to you, to your flesh, because that is why it is difficult. It's difficult because... You are still the one in control. You are still the one steering your life. You are still the one that is making decisions. But when you are thoroughly broken, and you know, it takes process, like I said, Peter was saved, but he was not sanctified until the point he said, We cannot leave you. You alone have the word of truth. Hmm. That was the point when, when Peter was sanctified. And you need to get to that point to get to that point when you. Literally lose yourself when you lose yourself like that, pain, pleasure, anything becomes irrelevant to you. I'll stop there.
1: Thank you so much for that. Yes, brokenness, sanctification is very, very important as Christians. And uh, as, as I just mentioned now, that you can't just jump classes when a Christian is safe, you know. The next step is sanctification. You have to be broken to really show the life of Christ that you have accepted in you. You have to be broken. You have to die. Christ has to have his way in your life. Because what's the proof that you are saved? how, How is the evidence that you are changed by the power of God? It is that difference. You know, when you compare how people see you before and what you have before people now, there should be distinction. There should there should be a distinction between those two personalities. You should take up a new identity in Christ. What is an identity? Identity is what people can see, of course. You know, what people can beyond even before you begin to open your mouth to talk to people, what people can see of you. So there's a need for us to go through that process and i pray that as many people that really want that genuine experience of sanctification they're going to experience it today in jesus name mm. yeah so we are going to um continue in our discussion as um we hear from our other speaker you just gave us a point now but we still want to hear from him that um um what role does cultural context play in determining what is considered modest and stylish attire? Well, we have different cultures. You know, we have the Western culture. Let's start from that. Then even in um, in our country here, there are different cultural um, um, cultural dressing. So what, as Christians, what determines what is modest to us and what is stylish in attire. Over to you, sir.
0: Oh okay. Um thank you very much. Um the question is actually interesting. Uh, I I I was I'm happy that this kind of question is actually asked in this platform. Because culture is something that to tomorrow there will always be a very thin line, you know, blurry line. You know how to balance culture, you know Christianity and all that. But it's not that difficult, actually. The first thing to note is the believer is guided by the Word of God, the Bible. That's the first thing. Let's just accept that. If you are a Christian, your constitution is the Bible. Your law is the Bible. What direct what you do is the Bible. It is not even you, not even what you like or what you don't like,
1: well. but.
0: I will also strike some things in the head um, and you know speaking specifically regarding the Yoruba culture, which I am more familiar with, I mean me to say that as little as I know about the Yoruba culture, I know one thing that traditionally, historically, Yoruba dressing does not expose their body. Mm. It is the new age. It is the new styles, it is the new things that are bringing nudity into everything. In the olden time, Eurovers are known to be both stylish and well covered. You can check online and check for pictures of our daddies and mommies. You will see the way they used to dress that time. You will see them in their attire, in their adada, you know. And for, I, I want you to think about it. How many clothes make up an adada for a man? three clothes, for God's sake. You have the trousers, you have the shirt on the, on the inside, and then you have the over the overall that covers up. That's three. And if you check it too for the females, how many clothes make up the you know the up and down? You notice that these are decent dressing. So culturally, dressing wise, I'm just picking one example. I'm not there. Are, there are some others that are, that are not like that. But one example is the Yoruba culture, and it is not. It was not so ab initio. It was not so, so from the beginning. In the historical time, Europeans dress well. So, like I mentioned, it is the new age. So the fact that you are a Yoruba person does not even. It is not even cultural for you to dress in a way that exposes yourself because it is not even culturally acceptable. It's not even culturally, you know, the trend in culture. It is because of the new age. Now that said, but what if you find yourself in a culture that normally dresses in a way that exposes the body? Let me give you an ex- an example. The Egyptian dressing traditionally exposes the body. Even their king is shirtless. If you check the, the olden times, the pharaohs they don't wear a top. It's just you know a big blazer and then all the other um, ornaments on their on their arm and on their legs and then you know the skirt that covers. Their lower part, but then the dress is totally exposed until some other kind of occasion that they dress and they cover up. Naturally speaking, Egypt do not cover their body. But I wanted to take note of something that even the females in Egypt, they still cover up. If you notice, the Egyptian natural dressing for females is gown, especially for those who have money. It's gown, it covers. So I want to, I'm trying to prove something to you but just like the Bible says, just like Jesus said, when he was answering the questions of those who came to ask him about, you know, when, when this person could get to heaven, whose wife shall it be? And he was, and, and, and he was asking, he was answering them about divorce and all that. Jesus made a statement, in the beginning, it was not so. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to point out by letting you understand the culture that even culturally, even Egypt, that you can call the headquarters of idol worship in the world. Egypt has a lot of gods, And Egyptians were existing, and then you have the Greece, and then you have the Romans, all of them, idol worship, they still cover up. Even in the olden cultural times of Israelites, Jews cover up. You, even their men, they still tie headgears. You know, as funny as that. You see that when Daniel would, would pray, they would cover their head as men. <laughs> to tell you how much they respect the female, I mean, the, the body, the bottom male or female. So, in the beginning, it was not so. These things came as a result of westernization, and, of course, Christian how would define it, would say it's just the works of the devil, to make sure that people are infiltrated and people walk naked, and they won't stop. Let me tell you something. The gates of hell will not stop until a time will come in the world that men and women will be walking naked, and they will say it's their free will. Hmm. Hmm. that's the point that is going that's the point actually everything you're saying now is just preparing for that point when men and women people will attend parties completely naked like Hmm. completely naked and they're going to say it's nothing bad it's just their body it's just you know they're expressing themselves so they won't stop but the point is that culture itself is not the driver for the Christian the Bible is Hmm. you don't dance to the tune of culture alone because if you take culture as your as your norm what about the time when culture tells you to do something that is not Bible, so mm. like, um, like, um, I said, the Bible is the compass, the Bible is the final say, the Bible is mm. what determines for the Christian what should do. And let me tell you something if you have not found your fashion sense in the Bible, and I say this without without apology, it is because you are lazy. If you've not, found, well, what I mean is that if you have not found the Bible verse, the Bible place the verse and the chapter that gives you a directive on how you should dress and then you form your part, your, your fashion life on that is because you've not found it. It's not because it's not there. The Bible is having, it has the pattern for your dressing, for marriage, for, you know, for, for homes, for business, for everything, for relationships, for family life, for in-laws. The Bible has details there. If you are diligent enough, if you're studious enough, you will find it there. And so, I want to leave us with, with that on 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 the point that it is the Bible that should form the, the 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 middle ground when you're balancing between culture and then the dress. And I also said that historically, even cultures mm-hmm. used to cover up. It is these days that nudity has been introduced. I'll stop there.
1: Uh, in the beginning, it was not so. Yeah, very important. I think today we we have we have um, we have naked parties already actually, in which yeah. people are not ungodly people they are not they are not scared they are not afraid they are not conservative in you know exposing the devilish um their devilish dressing. Hmm. So, but as Christians we need to have this backbone, you know these scriptural verses that have been that have been mentioned today, let's let's dwell more wow. on them. Especially if you are yet to find your fashion sense as um, our speaker just mentioned it's because they are not lazy. yeah it's because they are not intentional about it, it's because they are lazy about it. So when you live here today, dwell more on those Bible verses and of course God will speak to you. Especially when you are ready to hear, you know. When you when you don't have your own idol in your heart already, when you don't have high for a particular Style already. When you completely ask God, honestly, asking God to lead you to guide you on what you should, what what should be your style, what should be your fashion thing. Of course, having at the back of your mind that you are the temple of God, your body is owned by God, and also there's another Bible verse that encourages us not to put stumbling blocks. Or, um, can call stumbling blocks like obstacles in the way of order. So, as you are, you are trying to be stylish, give your own style, of course, with the principles of the Bible, you should also know that you want to put in moderation because others are watching. You are in a society, you are in a community, aside from as you are in, in the um, in a community, as okay, of course, you are in the world, the other people around you. You're saying the community of believers as a Christian, you have believers around you. So you don't want to be stumbling blocks on their wings. You don't want to be an obstacle to them. All right? So let's continue in our conversation. As I, as I asked Ayomikon to um, give us some potential challenges that Christians might face when trying to dress modestly. You know, they want to keep pace with trying to be modest. They want to also, you know, some Christians try to meet up with societal Beauty Standard. You know, of course, there's going to be challenges in that area. So please help us pinpoint those challenges and how practically we can overcome those challenges. All right. Um, I think one of the major challenges about modest dressing is it is not fine. (laughs) The general (laughs) notion that it is not fine. I think do mm-hmm. you know how many people would when you dress well and in, mm-hmm. in fact maybe you're because ah look at find girl, no pimples ah, ah, glorious gear, and glorious girl, and god has given you the eyes, and then you step out and the first thing you hear is ah why are you dress like this ah come on it's not fine and um you know mm-hmm. your moral can just go down and say ah. so it's because the world has set the standard for beauty so my my encouragement or my challenge to Christians that are, that uh, found their fashion sense in, in the Lord is to look at heavenly fashion, the standard for heavenly fashion. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's just recently that um I actually overcame that. Also, it's like, um it's, I don't think it's been more than five years now that our dress and i'm not bothered about what people are saying or what, when i pass by what we are saying in fact recently i still wore i still wore a dress particular dress to church to church and for those that know my church and my local assembly you know that i know they prioritize modest dressing but then a, a lady has been should i say tormenting It's like a torment <laughs> she's been tormenting me like- and the funny thing is she's my sister leader in the church so it's not like she's she's an unbeliever. She's even a leader. She's my leader, like all the women leader in the church. And she keeps telling me that I don't dress well, like. And then I told her one day um, about I think last week, and I was like, I'm the kind of person that I like to I like to cover up, like to cover up. Though though though, of course, you I, I think I should make a a, a a stance here that I don't believe that covering up is synonymous to, to modesty. Some people cover up and they are still money naked than than some people that are not even covering up so but i told her that i like to cover up and she was like she not she don't know what to say again. she was like oh, that's not what i'm saying but i can tell you that the world will torment you for dressing modestly for dressing the way god wants it to be but by the time you kill yourself to the standard of the world's beauty and then you take your beauty from heaven by god's grace uh it's just by god's grace I've been privileged to sometimes see In fact, most of most of uh for those that know me i i have a book i carry around i i not just because i'm a fashion designer actually that's what prompted me to go into fashion designing i draw styles i see for my visions and these styles are heavenly styles god god are telling me that there is a fashion in heaven there is a wardrobe in everyone so it is very big wardrobe in everyone there are some styles there that the world has never come to know Beautiful styles, modern styles, holy ghost inspired and in fact, holy ghost indwelling styles that um, people are yet to discover on earth. So when we start seeing ourselves in the mirror, that fashion house in heaven, and we, we stand in that mirror and say, oh my God, this is good, then we'll not have a problem. Then the other thing, the other challenge um, that people may face actually is combination some people mm. think that um um because of yes combination because some people think um having to dress well they they don't know how to be stylish about it right so um, they want to cover up they want to be modest in their dressing and then there's a there's a there's a, there's a tendency to go to the extreme and look shabby about it so because of that people think that um having to add a spice of um, couture this is the, is the normal stuff so um talking about shabbiness when it comes to modesty, having to just dress anyhow, put on any type of scarf, put on any type of dress. We wear a green clothes on oh, green and red too, okay. Wear a green clothes on a red shoe and on a green uh, and on a blue top and everything just combines together and looks like color. Right? Um the issue there is that for that I would advise that we study. Mm, study. I keep going online, searching out color combos. Right, there, there are some things that they call complementary colors, and these are these are these are wonders of heavens, wonders of God. God the created colors, so He best knows how to combine them. So you can go online, also research. Okay, does this match this for my I've, type for my body type? What is the best um, 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 um attire to be What that would fit more? You can research. I, I don't think as a Christian because you want to just dress and just keep quiet and not even know basic fashion rules. Okay, should I wear a striped dress on under that stripe, this and that? There's some rules, fashion rules. So we can also be a fashion to know. Thing that you can be the basic thing that can help you with fashion. So um th- those are challenges that most people face, the challenges of, of the world's popular um, um um opinion and everything. And also I want to advise that as Christians, our own is not to follow trend. It's not to follow trend. The issue with a lot of Christians these days is that they want to just follow trend. It is the what it is what is in town. So they get carried away because of the trend that is going on. The team is about trying that some it's kind of a goose. So why don't you mm-hmm. find your fashion sense in God? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you can even be put some from, some styles, right? There's some there's some people that they really want to go for a style, but it's trendy that it is known for nudity. You can revamp it and make it, design it and make it okay for you as a Christian. So um, those are just the, the things that can come up with. Thank you, Ma. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think mean, you've given us some practical tips on how to go about overcoming those challenges. Yeah, you mentioned those challenges and how we can overcome them. So we need to study. because um, We can combine the beautiful colors that God has, has created in different ways, even beyond what we can what we know right now. So we can study. And another thing I we can mention is that we should not follow trends, we should not follow trends. Let our um, all must be godliness, in modesty, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to inspire you. Always downloading style from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself being our own trend. <laughs> because of course when you are updated in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will tell you, okay, this is what I want you to wear, this is what I want you to combine this time around. This is how I want you to appear, okay? So it, it, and it is very very much possible very very much possible, it still boils down to our brokenness, our surrender, how much are we surrendered to God, how much do we allow God, how, how much do we involve God in our decisions in our choices, like, this is where we will need it, okay and if we are yet to be broken, we can keep praying God, I, I notice I struggle I struggle with um with, with you when you give me um when you give me instructions, I struggle with sticking with with your choices for me. That means I you there's still more work you need to, to do. In me being broken. You know, when you keep praying and keep praying, of course you will be broken at some point. To, to give us these thoughts about this. You know, there, there will always be this contention between the dressing of the female gender and the male gender. There we there's only especially In the Christian faith, there's this contention between okay, what should a lady wear, what should a a man wear? Like, okay, can a man wear? Can a I think majorly, so okay, can a a female wear some of the clothing that is obviously for men and all of that? So, so I want to hear what your thoughts are about this contention.
0: Um, um, thank you very much. I would have loved if the moderator um, could please ask that question again because I think I I we, we lost our connection at some point I want to be sure that I got it right Please, could you repeat the question again
1: alright I was saying that um, we want to hear your thoughts about um, the contention between the dressing of the female gender and that of the male gender there has always been this um, contention between, okay, what should a man wear, what should a female wear, can a female wear what, what um, it's obviously for men, you know, a practical example is trousers, I think that has been a major concern over the years, so I want to hear what your thoughts are about this contention between what the female gender should wear, what the male gender should wear, you know, and of course, um, across even to the Western culture, to the, I think there's a culture in Nigeria that wears skirts. <laughs> men wear skirts. You know, those kind of um, and that kind of contention. You know, when 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 you are talking with some people, that are the major example they will tell you that okay, culturally, even there are some some cultures that in, um, men be have to wear girl men have to wear skirts and all of that. So, I want you to give us your thoughts about this contention between. The female, do we still have the um, like um yes, yeah, thank you very much them. for the
0: question. Yes, okay. I got the question now. Um, right. thank the Lord for that question, and um, it's something that every now and then we need to clarify, especially in the Christian circles. But I also know that there is no amount of content discussions on it some people already make up their mind. But one of the things we do at Engaging the Truth Team is to provide the biblical perspective, not my perspective or perspective of this assembly or that assembly. What is the Bible actually saying? So mm. I'll start from the the elephant in the room. You know, can a woman wear trousers? Can a, mm. can a, woman, not, or a woman not wear trousers? First of all, Um, I like to go to the root of the Scriptures, where the Scripture says that thing, and then see, let's all see together what the Bible was actually talking about. And I've said this before, and I will say it again. The position that I had about it, when we first had that topic about it, is still the same position that I have. And the the Bible says in Deuteronomy 22.5, that's a place that we always quote, in the KJV, it says the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Please notice the word a man, singular, not men. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. Notice the word a woman's garment. It is not just women's garment. All that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Now, we shall understand the fact that in the Old Testament, there were laws that were given for several reasons. The laws in the Old Testament were not... It was not all the laws that were given because of heaven or because of going to hell or because of pleasing God. Remember that the children of Israel were coming out to form a nation. It's like a newborn child. They did not have any constitution. There was no direction for them at all. And so there was need for God to give them laws for everything. If they had laws for hunting, they had laws for how to ease themselves. They had laws for how to wear clothes, how to play they had laws for how to deal with witches and wizards. These are laws that if you check the constitution today, we don't have them anymore because now the world has improved. So the world at the time of the children of Israel had laws for everything. And this particular law that you see here is among the laws that the lord gave moses to protect the children of israel health wisely health wisely now that's why i told you to take note of the verses there a man the bible is not saying men shall not wear that it pertains to a woman actually speaking it will look physically um funny for you to see you know, a European man in skirts. So I wouldn't think and I wouldn't believe that that was the law that God was giving them. No, it's like you are telling a, a, a baby that a baby shall not jump from a story building. That's not the law, that's common sense. You know, that's, that's that's that sort of thing. So it would obviously look in a culture where people wear men wear skirts and then a man should wear trousers. It would look very funny because it would because sort of culture are there. but that's not what he's saying what that place is saying is this if you are in a family in a house and you have sisters there, your brothers you have male and female children you have men and women there whether brothers or not, whether they are tenants or not, but you are in a setting that when you wear your clothes as a female and then you put off that clothes, your clothes, your garment not the garment of all women, your garment, a man a woman the Bible says, "A man shall not wear that which pertains unto a woman." What does "pertain" means? Own, what you own, what is yours? Pertain. Simple language. But then, most people have interpreted it as, "Oh, there are some women, there are some clothing that female must not wear." Of course, there are It will look funny for you as a as a female to wear it. So to just say, "Oh, everything that men can also wear it." Oh no, it's not everything that you can. It will even look funny. It will look very, very, you know, amusing and funny, but then it's the command is for you to protect yourself, okay. health wisely, and then the Bible now says for all that do so are abomination, because it's strange for God when you when a female puts off a cloth, maybe a shirt, whatever it is, it's a clothing for a female. A female has also put it off of them. And then you, a man, you take it up and you wear that same clothes. No. The Bible says that it is an abomination. And health wisely speaking, you can also dig deep into it. Why should you not just wear somebody else's clothes? Hmm. Why should someone just just pull off the cloth and then you just wear it? You know why it is health wisely, you know, because we we don't have so much time now. I don't want to go into all the health reasons and all that. But you you will confirm what I'm saying when I tell you that it is related to the health. Now that said, that said, it also boils down to one of the things I've said before now, the brokenness. The fact that I have explained now that Deuteronomy 22.5 is not even talking about trousers or no trousers. You can interpret it like that if you want, but that's not what the place is saying. It's talking about a higher degree of caution and care for your own self and also in pleasing the Lord. But be that as it may, the believer is guided by the word of God and one of our speakers I mean the, our, our, our other speaker was talking about gui- guiding by the spirit oh let me give you an instance in the scriptures Paul the Apostle said all things are lawful but not all things are expedient mm-hmm. then he says all things are lawful for me but I will not be held under the power of any what does he mean even when you have liberty to do whatever you want even when you're free, you can you can wear it if you want to wear it, what guides what you wear, and what you don't wear, the Holy Spirit the Word of God, that is it that is it, you can wear a long skirt and you are you know, the blessing is not pleasing God if it is not according to the will of God you can wear whatever you want to wear You can, and there are some people because situations are timing
1: Mm-hmm. For instance,
0: also say that, oh, it, the, the place is talking about trousers or no trousers. Okay, what about those who go for national youth service? And then you say, oh, that one is national youth service. No, if it is God's law, you should be uniform everywhere. There is no, you know, anki-panki, lie is lie. Whether you are a youth service corporate or you are a civilian, if you lie, it's a sin against God. That is God's law. God's law doesn't have situations and status that changes. No, it is God's law. It's aesthetic. It's aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So, same thing. Even though you now understand that, oh, this place is not even talking about trousers or no trousers, but then what should you wear as yeah. a female, as a male? What should you wear? Should you, you know, because, you know, now it's never about male or female. Now, should you now, you know, wear as a, as a man, you, you then go to the, to the shop of, 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 a, of a makeup artist and then you say, please, I want you to look for a very fine makeup for me. And you know, I want to. I want my my face to be shining. So help me to have some makeup. Why I am not acting drama. It looks very funny. You know, and, and and I'm sure that there are some men that they they, they they removed those border lines. They removed those those border lines. And then I'm going to conclude with this part. The scriptures also says, "Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have said, Remove not the." Distinctions that your fathers have set, that you know that our elders have set. Remove all the Asian landmarks that your fathers have set. There are uh, demarcations. Call them societal, den- den, you know demarcations. Call them community demarcations. There is no need for you to remove them, except you have a very very strong reason that backs up your dish Because if you do, you may end up you know offending God. And so, uh, the the. I will I will I will leave you with this that the New Testament Christian is free from the law, but hmm. is yet under the law of Christ. Did mm-hmm. you catch that? He's free from the law; He's not under the law of Moses, you know. But then he has a higher law. So before, because the law of Moses has been, you know, abolished, and then Christ, I'm mean, sorry, has been fulfilled, and then Christ is now the head of the church. Does not give the New Testament believer the liberty to do whatever he wants. No. In fact, the laws that guide the New Testament believer is more, more important. Jesus told them, you've been told in the Old Testament, if a man should, you know, sleep with somebody's wife, this is what is happening, he's committed adultery. But if he even looks and lost now, he has already committed adultery in his heart. So the laws that guide us now are more stringent. And there should be reasons for us as believers to be constantly attentive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Should I do this? Does the Word of God say this? Stay on God, hear it over and over and over again. Remember that in the end, it is not even what you wear or what you don't wear that will take you to heaven. It is those that do the will of my Father who is in heaven. I stop there.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. I think it still boils down to um, our dealings with God. Even though we have biblical principles around us that could guide us on, okay, um, what we should do about um, different aspects of our lives, what should guide our decisions as Christians, as believers, it still boils down to our dealings with God. Because um, the truth is that. Even though, of course, you all my kids, There are some people that, even that people that you think, okay, i a Christian. You're, you're allowed to use. There are some people that they're not allowed to use. Because, for example, I know someone that does not use research practically, like, because God told them not to use research. God told them not to make use of research. You know, I can say that research is, is they say, no, we can't say research is insane. People use research. They're allowed to use research. But it still brings down to, okay, what do the only spirit tell you as a person that is why we have to hammer that intimacy with god that relationship with god should be the basis of our conviction as a person our identity as a person our values the values that we uphold in our dressing okay we are restricting ourselves to dressing now it should be the basis of our values in dressing okay of course we we have the general um the general the general um guiding conformity should not be conformed with the world it shouldn't be a stumbling block to the to others um should also show humility because it's true that there's a way that you will dress that you cannot be (laughs) on when you dress like that you know that there's this spirit the spirit that is that is together with that kind of dressing, you will just be proud, okay? And you know that proud pride is, is is not of God. So, you know, when we when we want to dress, when we try to, okay, determine our our, our dressing, what how we appear, you should also know that some of these things are backed up by, by spirit, okay? And the Bible also admonishes us to avoid vanity, of course. There's a Bible that there's a particular part of, in the Bible that talks about um, the fact that we should uphold the um, a quiet spirit. You know, as a Christian, you should be characterized with a gentle and a quiet spirit. There are some inner beauties that are important. That okay, it, the beauty of of, of of our inner self, the beauty we have within, is very very important. Okay, so but it still boils down to your relationship with God. Because it will really show the things you allow into your life, your convictions with God will show your level of relationship with God. How how serious are you with God. Because as when you become a a, a, a the favourite of God, it won't just give you just any general rule. In fact, it will begin to tell you some specific things to cut off, some specific things to add, some specific things to limit yourself with some moderation that when people see you they'll be like I, I think your moderation is too much oh and all of that. But of course you know that this is a product of your intimacy with God, a product of your relationship, what kind of communion you have with God. You know, the more you seek God, the more it begins to give you specific instructions. Because we have general principle in the Bible, but when you seek God, it begins to speak with you as an individual. it is important that we strive to get to that level the reason why you are confused the reason why you don't have that solid conviction is because you you have not gotten to that level of okay seeing yourself seeing your relationship with god as a person it is me and god what is god telling me and of course when you tell us that god is telling you this it was must be in 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 line with what is in the scriptures it can't be against what is in the scriptures it must be in line with the guided principles that god has given us in the bible All right thank you so much for that uh, thank you so much that was a lot our speakers have really done justice to this question i mean to this topic rather we've uh, we've learned so much already our ears are full <laughs> and i i know that Um, if you have probably contentions about dressing, I'm sure that you've been able to get clarification um, through the episode of its cost tonight. Alright, as our um, table conversation tonight is, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here. I want to thank all our guests Um, Thank you so much for making our time to join us on this show to bless us with your wealth of godly wisdom and allowing God to speak through you to us tonight. Thank you so much and I also want to appreciate all our listeners too. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure that you've been blessed. God has spoken to your heart. Thank you so much. Our discussions tonight have, have shed light on this particular subject in different areas. You know, we've talked about culture, we've talked about gender, we talked about your know, several aspects, and we've we've even given practical tips that will help us, you know, to solidify our convictions with God. So and we should always remember that how we appear, our dressing is a reflection of who we are inward. You can't you know, um, I think the first thing our, our speaker Caleb mentioned was that the fruit in you, what, the seed you have in you will show the fruit you show outward. People will know what you are made up of. The content you are made up of will definitely show outward. So as we conclude tonight, let's carry forward this wisdom, this perspective. Let's go back to God as well. Up on the, the, the scriptures that we've mentioned, dwell on them. Meditate on them. Ask God to speak to you as a person, personally. Let God um, um, speak to you directly. And I know that He will. All right, so until next time, keep growing. Keep your, your eyes, you keep your faith in the scriptures. Read, meditate. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. And because keep embracing modesty according to the principles of God's words, as it aligns with your values as as a Christian, as a believer. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope to have you all in the next episode. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening or watching. Don't forget to share this content. We know that your first priority is to your local church, but if you feel led to support our gospel effort financially, please check the description for details. God bless you.